Today is May the 30th. Do we still have to tithe? Let's find out together as we read Deuteronomy 13 to 15. As we read through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read Deuteronomy 13 through 15. Now, chapter 13, where uh, Moses starts here, um, it's it's uh, a sermon against idolatry. If you'll notice, he says, first of all, there might be prophets that rise up among you. In verse 2, if they then say, come, let us worship other gods, here's what you're supposed to do. In verse 6, suppose someone secretly entices you, even your brother, your son or daughter, and your beloved wife or your closest friend, and it says, let's go worship other gods. Here's what you're supposed to do. And then in verse 12, when you begin living in the towns the Lord your God is giving you, and you hear that scoundrels among you are leading their fellow citizens astray by saying, let's go worship other gods. The whole chapter is dedicated to those who might tempt you to go worship other gods. What Moses says is, uh, don't do it. <laughs> now, it's interesting. Uh, it's probably important for us to recognize that in no case are they saying, stop worshiping Jehovah your God. Instead, they're saying, keep worshiping him, but let's add these other gods as well, just like all the other nations do. That's probably important for us to keep in mind today. We're typically not tempted to stop worshiping God. We're just tempted to think that he's not enough. Well, in chapters 14 and 15, uh, Moses goes on. He talks, first of all, verses 1 to 21 of chapter 14. He tells the Israelites what animals they can and cannot eat. Starting in verse 22, he talks about tithes. It's interesting. He says, you must set aside a tithe of your crops, a tenth of all the crops you harvest each year. Bring this tithe to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored, and eat it there in his presence. This applies to grain, new wine, olive oil, firstborn males of your flocks and your herds. Doing this will teach you always to fear the Lord your God. This is the first time I ever really realized that, at least here in Deuteronomy, the tithe was to be brought to the temple, but the person who brought the tithe would then consume it or consume a major portion of it. Chapter 15 comes, and, uh, oh, in, in, chap in verse 28 of chapter 14, he says, at the end of every third year, bring the entire tithe of that year's harvest. Don't take it to the temple. Store it in the nearest town. Give it then to the Levites. Remember, the Levites didn't all live at the site of the temple. They lived scattered throughout Israel. 
Give it to the Levites. They have no land to grow their own grain. Give it also to the foreigners living among you, the orphans, the widows in your towns, so they can eat and be satisfied. What uh, Moses is saying here is that the tithe is for you, and the tithe is also for the poor living among you. Make sure that they have enough. Now he goes on in chapter 15. He talks about the sabbatical year. He says, first of all, um, when the sabbatical year comes, every seventh year, cancel all debt. Just eliminate it. Just pretend like it was never there. And in verse 4, he comes back and he says, there should be no poor among you. For the Lord your God will greatly bless you in the land that he's giving you as a special possession. In verse 12, he says, if a fellow Hebrew has sold himself as a slave, cancel his slavery. And then he says in verse 14, when you release a male slave, don't send him away empty-handed. Give him a generous farewell gift from your flock, from your threshing floor, from your wine press. He's worked for you for a number of years. Make sure when he goes out, he goes out with something. Moses finishes then talking about the sacrifice of the firstborn animal. Now, we started this devotional with the question, do we still have to tithe? The bottom line answer is yes. But what do we mean when we say that? It is interesting. Israelites would tithe in order to recognize that God himself is generous. They would do it to recognize that, first of all, God is giving you 90% of uh, what rightfully belongs to him. But then secondly, you take your tithe to the temple and you eat it there. Um, God is providing for you even as you tithe. And this comes back time and again in these, in these chapters. In, um, chapter, uh, 14, verse 23, he says, bring this tithe to the designated place of worship. And at the end of that verse, he says, doing this will teach you always to fear the Lord your God. Verse 29, the last phrase of that verse is, the Lord will bless you in all your work. Chapter 15, the first part of, of verse 6, the Lord your God will bless you as he has promised. 10, the second part of that verse, the Lord your God will bless you in everything that you do. Verse 15, you release the slaves. And Moses says, remember that you were once slaves in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. That's why I'm giving you this command. And then finally, in verse 18, that verse ends saying, the Lord your God will bless you in all that you do. We tithe today 
I honestly don't know if the tithe is supposed to be 10% today or if we're to tithe on gross or on net or any of that. I'm not really sure. We do live in the time in the New Testament. Um, things are intended to be different, but the purpose of the tithe is still true today. We should give back to God. Why? The purpose of the tithe is to show that the good that we do receive comes to us from God. Whatever you give, give recognizing that this is what God has given you. Like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Send your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll answer the question, how do we recognize God's leaders?